Red Raiders. Hello, Thread Raiders. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, freaks and geeks, one and all, welcome to the Thread Raiders podcast. What started as a small uprising on Twitter has turned into a powerhouse that must be acknowledged, with the occasional side quest for lightning bugs and pickle jars. I am one of your wonderful hosts, David Steele from SteelEmpire.com. And I am Chaotic Anarchy from ThreadRaiders.com. And I am Fenwald Griswick. And so we got wonderful news, all kinds of getting high news. Love it, love it. (laughs) (laughs) Our wonderful Gaming with Grizz, and of course, What's in the Box. What's in the Box? We also have a special uh, segment today, right? This past weekend, I went to too many games and had a wonderful time. I got to hang out with Buzz, who was on our podcast, uh, was it last episode or the episode before? Two before, yep. Yeah, from UltraZone. I had a really great time. Now, did he bring his laser gun with him? No, he didn't bring his laser gun. Okay. This is vacation. So, <laughs> uh, so at Too Many Games, uh, I managed to meet Paul Warrior Games, which they actually came out with a really adorable game called Ogre Cheerleaders. <laughs> so is Warrior his middle name and Games his last name? No, I don't think so. That's oh. just their company name. What's an Ogre Cheerleader? <laughs> They're ogres dressed as cheerleaders, and it's a card game that you can play. It's fast-paced, and it's a pretty quick game. <laughs> so each card has either a number. Uh, the ogre is dressed in a certain color. <laughs> so they're not on the same team? No, not all of them are on the same team. All right. Some of them are different teams. Okay, but, but they're all hot. They're all really hot ogre cheerleaders. <laughs> if you're into that, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can get um, either three of a kind of the same color. You can do some of them have numbers on it, so you could do seven, eight, nine to collect these cards. But what makes it challenging is that on the cards they tell you to do different things. So if you use one of the cards that's in your hand, it may tell you to remove the one to the left of it. It may tell you to oh. shuffle up the whole deck. Um, it may say to steal a card from somebody else. Uh, so the whole game takes normally about like 10, 15 minutes. Um, but it was a lot of fun, and I really did enjoy it. And I would highly recommend, you know, especially if you have kids, uh, they would love this kind of game for sure. And I think it's really cute with the ogres dresses, cheerleaders, and pom-poms. And <laughs> so if you want to check them out, it is Paul Warrior Games on Twitter. They have a website on there as well. We'll attach the link for everyone. That's Paul, P-A-W, right? Yes, P-A-W Warrior Games. Oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought it was Paul as in Paul. <laughs> oh, they also have concerts at Too Many Games, which is one of my favorite things to do there. DJ Cutman, uh, he showed up. He did his chip tunes. Wicka, wicka, wicka. Mm-hmm. They do a lot of DJing, and Grimecraft is there. And seriously, when the two of them team up together, it is incredible. They know how to throw on a show. The energy in the room is just incredible. Hyper Potions was there as well. They also frequent MagFest. 
they are also they, they have an amazing following of people like as soon as they go on like the whole room fills up for them <laughs> now those names you dropped uh dj cutman of course is a dj yeah are the other ones djs or are they bands? they are they're djs mm-hmm. okay cool yeah and they play chip tunes and, and they also i like with hyper potions they include like mortal Kombat in their music which was cool and yeah. various uh songs and snippets from video games it was just really neat i like that awesome yeah yeah all right. So I also met Autistic Gaming Initiative. They had a table there where they were basically explaining how they have the stream that they do for charity event for autism. And I was really excited to hear about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they're doing their charity event this coming weekend. And you can just go to their stream. Uh, if you want to find them on Twitter, it's um, at Autistic Gamers. And support them, you know, if you have, you know, a dollar or some change that you found in, you know, your couch, come on out, you know, come visit them. Uh-huh. They are going to game the whole time this weekend, I believe. So I think they would really love the support. And um, sure. Yeah, I'm excited. About Is that it. a Twitch stream? Yes, it's going to be a Twitch stream. Mm-hmm. Nice. So I'll have the links in here, too, if you guys want to, you know. And maybe if we don't have anything running on um, Threadraders, we could, could we host that? Yeah, we definitely can. 100%. Yeah, that's what we're about. Yeah. Nice. Other than that, it was a lot of board games. I played Near and Far, which was actually, you know, a really good game. They added a lot of elements from Dungeons and Dragons in it, a lot of character creation. Uh, for those who haven't played um, Near and Far, it's actually another game associated with Above and Below, which is also a very good game. Ah, I see what they did there. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> But they made a lot of changes from Above and Below, which was very surprising. I'm not good with spatial things. I'm getting confused. (laughs) Now, is this also where you met that amazing cosplayer? It is where I met that amazing cosplayer. His name is Dan Cattell. Forgive me if that's how you mispronounce his last name. (laughs) He did a Metroid cosplay, and it was phenomenal. Absolutely oh phenomenal. Gosh. I almost walked by him not even knowing it was a cosplay. Yeah. I thought he was just like an advertisement for the game. Yes. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I noticed this person standing behind it. And I was like, shut up. So then I had to oh come back. God. And then I got like this sick second video. <laughs> Literally, that's as long as it was. And I posted yeah. it online. And my Twitter just blew up. Like 76,000 likes for this guy. And he deserves every single like. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And he does other cosplays as well. He's done some of like Samus and other characters from the Metroid series. And he's even going to be at uh, the New Jersey Gamer Con, which is July 7th and 8th. He's doing a panel there doing the history of Samus. And I'm really looking forward to that and hoping that we can get an interview with him. Oh my god, now I gotta go play that again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that video was amazing. <laughs> Like he he's in motion, but when you're looking at it, he looks two dimensional, which is very freaky. Yes. Yeah. For those who don't know what he looks like, uh, he he did a pixelated character, a space pirate. That's it. He looks is a space pirate is what he is, a pixelated space pirate. Yeah. So if you haven't seen it, you should definitely go on my page. It's Chaotic Anarchy. Don't forget the extra A, and you can check it out. Or you can also go and visit him on his channel. Uh, at C H O Z O Boy. And that's on Twitter. And he has, Boy. Mm-hmm, he has a Facebook page and a website there. You can purchase uh, some of his artwork. He's also going to have a merch table at the GamerCon and he's going to sell like really cute little pixelated items. He's really creative. 
Yeah, that is an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it. And then we're going to jump right into the news, right? Sure. Hey, Grizz. Yes, ma'am. I have an 800-pound drug spoon. Do you? Oh, my. <laughs> I do. <laughs> You're not alone. Oh. Some people can't appreciate good art, and some people can't appreciate a good joke. Purdue Pharmaceuticals can't take either. It turns out that uh, they are one of the biggest manufacturers of opioids in the country. And as a form of protest, an artist by the name of Dominic Esposito created a massive 800-pound, 10-foot-long steel sculpture of a bent and burned heroin spoon. And then he and his buddy, gallery owner Fernando Alvarez, drove it to their facility, uh, Purdue Pharmaceuticals headquarters, and dropped it on their front stoop. <laughs> That's awkward. Now, does is Purdue have anything to do with the chicken? Purdue has nothing to do with the chicken, guys. Well, that's good. I thought all my chicken Yeah, I thought so, too. Them. I was like, well, that just, uh, just <laughs> pushed this plate over here, you know. So either boycott <laughs> or eat more chicken, whichever you're into. That's finger smoking good, I think, is that kind of chicken. <laughs> So, Griswicks, guess what I saw the other day? What did you see the other day? I saw a man in a business suit paddling across the Hudson River. Was his name Scott Holt by any chance? I don't know. I didn't get a chance to ask him, but he looks super fancy. Well, next time, paddle up next to him and find out who he is, because he (laughs) would definitely be a good interview for the show. (laughs) Definitely. Yes, a gentleman in New York City by the name of Scott Holt was late for an appointment. He had a meeting with a potential new manager, and he didn't want to be late. And he knew that due to recent changes in the tunnels and the bridges, he was never going to make it to his meeting on time. And so he got creative. Hopping into a suit and uh, dress shoes, black socks, the whole nine yards, he got himself (laughs) ready, snatched up his paddleboard, got into the Hudson River, and paddled his way to Manhattan. An entire commute that took about 30 minutes and made his meeting. That's incredible. And he made it. Yes, he did. (laughs) For those of you who live in Jersey City, this is a brand new world opening up for you. That is dedication. (laughs) I would just sleep in. (laughs) Reminds me of George Washington. Yeah. George Washington was late for a different kind of meeting. (laughs) There was definitely less lattes there. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. Hey, Grizz, have you seen my credit card anywhere? Has it gone missing? (laughs) It has. I can't seem to find it. (laughs) Well, that's the thing about credit cards. You win some, you lose some, and what goes around, every now and then it comes around. So there was a woman in Pine Bluff, Arkansas, and her name is Flora Lunsford, and she is a waitress at a restaurant called Shannon's. And one day she came out and was on her way to work, and when she realized that her car had been broken into, and somebody had taken her purse with everything that you would normally find in a purse in it. All of her identification cards, all of her credit cards, so on and so forth. She was very depressed. She called the police. She made the report. And then she went to work. And she waited on several customers. And then eventually she waited on a gentleman by the name of Shaman West. Who... (laughs) No way. Oh, did I miss something? Uh, No, I think I know what's going on. Did he give her the card? He did give her the card. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a crappy day. You get robbed and then somebody comes in and buys their meal with your own car. Pine Bluff, Arkansas oh. is a very small town, only 43,000 people. And apparently, <laughs> Shaman did not have a car, so he wasn't traveling too far. And oh, went no. to the local restaurant, which, of course, is Shannon's. And paid for his meal with Flora's card. Did she punch him out and take her card back? <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, Flora got kind of clever and said, I'm sorry, sir, I'm going to need to see your driver's license. At mm. which point, Shaman pulled out her driver's license and handed it to her. Wow. Oh, the audacity. He's that much of a moron. <sighs> That's all right. They're going to learn him in prison. He uh, is charged with <laughs> forgery and theft. Uh, he should spend about three to six years in the penitentiary. So, Griswicks, I have the saddest news. What's that? I adopted all of these rats because I'm afraid for their safety. Uh, really? How on earth are you going to feed them? I don't know. They seem to have food already. Are you sure? Because it can get very expensive feeding rats. Yes, it can. That's very true. For instance, did you know that in the city of Guwahati in India... There was an ATM machine that recently was broken into by a large number of rats. No way. Yes, apparently the rats were looking to make uh, what we could call a deposit. <laughs> and uh, did so by eating $17,000 in cash. The ATM machine itself uh, registered that there was some sort of error because some of the mostly gnawed upon bills got jammed up in the machine. And so it was listed as being uh, under the weather, if you will. Uh, but for 12 days, nobody came out to fix it. So by the time they got there, the rats had chewed through approximately 40% of the money. They were able to salvage another 25K, um, so not everything was lost, but certainly this was a, an unfortunate and unexpected uh, withdrawal. You just follow them around waiting for them to crap and leave a deposit. <laughs> Could you imagine you swipe your ATM card and gas comes out? <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of purchasing animals, I tried to buy an eel the other day. Oh, yeah? I did. <laughs> However, we need to talk about your purchase. <laughs> yes. Was it to feed your rats? <laughs> no, it wasn't to feed my rats. However, it came with a warning label on it. Oh, yeah? What did the warning label say? It said, beware of cocaine. <laughs> that sounds about right. Who <laughs> does it now? I, should, I knew I should have talked to you first. <laughs> Some of you regular listeners will probably uh, remember that recently we talked about filter feeding mussels in the Puget Sound and how they were coming up testing positive for cocaine because they were yes, filtering it that. out of the water. It turns out that eels have a very similar problem. It is very easy to tell how much cocaine a city's worth of people are using by simply measuring the water. For instance, in London, the rate is 44 nanograms per liter. Eels, okay, are mm. electrified. It's alive! And when they get excited, they have a tendency to zap. Sending out huge volts of electricity takes a lot out of an eel. So they have to quiet and calm down and go to a very calm place and recharge. Well, unfortunately, if you're high on coke, uh, recharging is not really in your, uh, your strong suit. The study was done by the University of Naples, Federico II, 
basically what they did was they tested eels in rivers and then also lab eels uh, to see what the effects of cocaine were on the eels. What they found out is that as a result of the hyperactivity, the eels are experiencing uh, a wasting problem where their bones and their muscles are atrophying because they can't maintain... Uh, they're, they're using so much of their food energy to recharge their electrical power that mm -hmm. they oh. uh, can't you know, maintain a good health. Wow. Oh. That Poor explains guys. so much. <laughs> so everything seems to be linked by drugs and money. Yeah. In today's podcast, <laughs> got to make that bacon, baby. <laughs> so this is, this is like rhythm, rhythm. Rith oh, you sound like me now. You're so close. You're so Gri close. Grizz, what does it say? What is that? What does that even mean? Rithythm. So some people have <laughs> rhythm and some people do not have rhythm. Oh, I hate when I lose my rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, the Trump Taj Mahal uh, in Atlantic City uh, was the place to be if you wanted to go to the Hard Rock uh, restaurant. Well, uh, the Trump Taj Mahal closed, but the Hard Rock International purchased the Trump Taj Mahal and decided to turn it into the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Atlantic City. Which just opened which up. Which just yeah, yeah, opened yeah. today. But uh, about a week ago, uh, they were installing the giant 30-foot guitar in front of their building. And uh, it's a beautiful piece. It looks very much like the same Les Gibson guitars that appear in front of all hard rock establishments with one odd little difference. They misspelled the word rhythm. <laughs> Shut up. Rhythm, uh, unfortunately, was spelled with an extra E while it was on the guitar. Uh, and so they had to go and actually uh, scrape off the E and squish the letters together. <laughs> wow. Wow. Rhythm, by the way, comes from the Greek word ruthumbos, uh, which means to flow. <laughs> oh, nice. I love that little factoid. I was waiting for that because I was confused the whole I time. I have to do at least one etymology per episode. It's in my contract. <laughs> I don't do this for fun. I do it because it's required. <laughs> so many drugs, so little time. <laughs> don't put that in there. <laughs> <laughs> It's promo time. Hey, CA. Yes, Cruz? Did you know that June is Women in Tabletop Gaming Month? Really? Is this like National Great Outdoors Month? Or National Papaya Month? Nope. This is a real thing. Oh, tell me more. Women in Tabletop Gaming was a hashtag started by Samantha Darcy, a.k.a. 65th Victor, and a bunch of her friends on Twitter. Sound familiar? Yes, I follow them on Twitter. Well, they've gotten together with a bunch of partnering companies. Just listen to this list. The author, April Presnell. The Broadswords, an all-female Dungeons & Dragons podcast. Broken Dice, Chaosium, The Cyphercast, Dice for Brains, Die by the Dice, Dungeons & Dragons podcast, weird name, but I love the logo, Dungeons & Dragons and & Daughters, Fate and the Fable Maidens, Free NPC, Gamercraft Studio, Hexes & Bows, Miskatonic University, whose motto, Timor Incomprehensibilis, means fear that which you do not know. Quest Friends, Reforge Podcast, Roll for Initiative, Suzy QQ on Twitch, you laugh, but she's got over a thousand Twitter followers. The Beholder's Eye Podcast, The Crafting Muse, The Rook and the Raven, The RPG Lab, Tabletop Loot, Web DM, White Wolf Entertainment. 
Wait, did you just say tabletop loot? I did. You mean our tabletop loot? Exactly. And listeners, if you go to www.womenintabletopgaming.com, you can take a look at all the sponsors for this month's events. In addition, if you go to tabletoploot.com right now, you can get 15% off any order by simply clicking the Women in Tabletop Gaming button conveniently placed right in your cart. No code to remember, just click the button. Tabletop Loot, loot for every table. And now, back to our show. And now it's time for our game segment with Grizz. Ooh, so this week, um, I played a game called Absolute Drift, um, which is not a game that I would normally play, except it was on sale. It was part of the massive Steam sale that is happening at the moment, and so we're going to talk about both of those things. Uh, but first, the game. Wait, I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah. That was good. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, man, he's got a pee. I was going to say, <laughs> we'll miss you, but uh, since you're still yeah. here, uh, we don't. Hope everything comes out okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Absolute Drift is a uh, it's basically a racing game, but it's all about causing your car to drift like in Tokyo Drift. Yes. Um, and so it, don't picture like Need for Speed or some sort of game like that where it's 3D. It's a 2D game. It's a top down 2D game where basically your car is more or less a uh, rectangle. Um, mm. So the, the graphics are very plain, but it actually is a really good and engaging game. For, for two reasons. Number one, the physics is really good. Uh, trying to get your brain to hit the keys in just the right way to make this car drift actually feels really, um, really challenging. Um, and the second reason is because, so you are drifting not just like in a circle or something like that, but you're drifting through a world. And the world that they created is basically a bunch of rectangles and ramps and things like that. But the way that they've laid them out um you actually have to like run up a ramp fly through the air rotate and land on top of something you know in order to achieve um certain certain goals all told this thing is only about maybe two or three hours long but then again the game only cost a dollar i would like to mention a game i'm playing what's that yes yes let's talk about it so there is let's talk about sex oh (laughs) (laughs) is it sex the game no, it's not. Oh, I thought Dave had some inside information there. That's called, you know, the Playboy Mansion, which is a very good game, too. What was it called? The Playboy Mansion. So I am currently playing a game called Dying Light. It's actually a parkour game ah. where you jump from building to building, you climb different things, jump over fences to avoid zombies. And it's an open world game, so you can open up all these boxes and find all of these trinkets. They do respawn. And at nighttime, the zombies get super crazy, and it's a terrifying game. Like, you don't even want to go outside. Really? come out at night. Mm-hmm. You get extra come bonuses. <laughs> you get extra bonuses for being at night if you survive, if you're lucky enough. Mm. Um but during the day, you know, everything's a lot easier <laughs> for sure. And the story, I'm not really sure how the story goes as of yet because I've been so busy doing like the side missions because I really do love that kind of thing. And there is also like a way to like upgrade your character so that you can get different abilities so that you can like run faster, jump over zombies. You can also find different tools in the environment. Like you can find plastic, electronics, and you can actually build weapons with what you find, which is really neat too. 
and then you have to just be careful if you're using your weapon it could break so that adds like a, another challenge to what you're trying to do in the game so i thought that was really good i thought i'd mention it when you say open world do you mean like an online game uh where it's like multiplayer and everybody is in like this world so you can play online if you want to but you don't have to but it, the world is so big it's like skyrim so you don't go down the street and run into a wall right away like right most- Right, you can just keep going forever. I haven't reached the end of it yet. And you would like this, Grizz. You can climb to high heights, and there's items you can find up there too, which is pretty neat. Yeah, I'm all about climbing stuff. That's the only thing I really liked about uh, the Incredible Hulk games. Yeah. You could just like just go flying up the buildings. <laughs> what is the Incredible Hulk the game top. for? What system? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Was that was that 360? Xbox I was on. It may have been the 360. Yeah, it came out a couple. They had a couple different versions. Yeah, and it was a good game. I mean, it, if you like breaking things, <laughs> I mean, they had Hulk you know some smash. things you had to do. But it was just basically Hulk smash, and but you could fly up these buildings because you just. That's how Dave gets all of his stress out. <laughs> That's it, man. Like, yes, break it. Awesome. Now, when you said weapons, are we talking about like your your creating custom makeshift weapons as you go along? Yeah, so you could find a pipe, and then maybe you can find like a. Uh, something that's electrifying and you can attach it with duct tape <laughs> to make it happen. Can you use pieces of zombie? <laughs> that I don't know. I haven't tried that. That would yet. be a maze ball. That. that would be. You're not <laughs> using that skull. Give me that. <laughs> you can use different things in your environment as well. So if you have something that's electrifying, you can use water with it to help take out zombies and there's fire and things like that too. So that's cool. Grizz, did you say a maze ball? <laughs> oh, it happened. I did. He dropped it. It's a word. <laughs> that is a... F- Fantastic term. <laughs> never heard that. That is amazing. Amaze balls, yes. <laughs> I like it. It's balls plural, by the way. Oh, yeah. amaze balls. Yeah, get both of them. Just wanted to make sure that everybody, because I can't have you out there saying amaze ball, and then people are like, oh, that guy's so square. Let me ask you this, CA. Um, so I know you play zombies on um, Call of Duty, right? Like the zombie yes. levels. Mm-hmm. So w- when you think about Call of Duty and the graphical fidelity of that, you know, like those zombies, like they got pieces missing out of them and they look gory and they drip and things like that. Like, uh, try to describe for me, like, how does this game on a scale of one to 10, 10 being that Call of Duty, super visceral in your face graphics kind of thing. Where do, where is this game? I would say it's an eight. Okay. Uh, they do. They are falling apart. They're pretty grotesque. There are different modified versions. So there's like real big beastly looking ones, but they're not like too far gone, like Resident Evil like. They're definitely human. Uh, I would say definitely an eight, if if ten being Call of Duty. Cool. Mm-hmm. Graphics are pretty good. And just out of curiosity, so what are you playing it on? Is it PlayStation or? Yeah, I'm playing it on PlayStation okay. Four. Do you, do you remember by any chance how much it was? I didn't actually buy it. I've been <laughs> I've been actually playing it with Daquin, and you can do that share play yeah, option, yeah. so he's been letting me use his game. Cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, so while we're on gaming, I do want to mention for those of you who are listening, um, the Steam Summer Sale is happening right now. Uh, this is not a paid advertisement. This is, you know, I wait every year for the Steam Summer Sale because I buy, you know, like 50 games. Um, and so far, I'm up to like 38. I've spent 160 bucks so far. There's, you know, this sale is massive, and it's not just massive in the number of games that are on sale. It's massive into how much is off on some of these games. Um, I have a list here, real quick. I just want to go down just to kind of give everybody an understanding of what we're talking about here. Um, the Division is 80% off. It's 9.99 down from 49.99. So 
major discounts, okay? All Resident Evil games are 60 to 80% off. Mordheim <gasps> City of the Damned is 75% Ooh. off. The original XCOM from 1993 is $1.64. Observer, which is a 2007 psychological horror where uh, it's about a, a cop who can hack into the minds of the insane. It's a game Ooh. that I really think... Sounds perfect. For yeah, it, it was an awesome game that just went underneath of everybody's radar. $17.99, um, that's a big sale. I would highly recommend, if you're looking for a good game, Observer is a good game. Mark of the Ninja, uh, for those of you who are into side-scrollers, it is quite possibly the best side-scroller that there's ever been. $3.74. Um, Assassin's Creed Origins, down 50% at $29.99. Um, all the other Assassin's Creed games are 66% off. So if you like some of the older wow. games, and maybe you have them for an older system, but you want to you know, get them for your computer, um, you could do it that way. Fallout 4, a Game of the Year edition, 50% off, uh, $29.99. GTA 5, 67% uh, off. Rust, 75% off. These are all major titles. Civilization 5, 75% off. I can't touch that one because I'm super addicted to Civilization games. Batman the Enemy Within, this is a Telltale game. Um, so it's hugely story-driven, but it's got some nice action in between the story elements. 40% yeah, off. Hotline Miami, 75% off. There's a bunch of ARPGs uh, that are also 75% off. That appears to be like a running thing for this sale. All ARPGs seem to be 75% off. Victor Vran, both Van Helsings, um, so on and so forth. The Witcher 3 is 60% off. That's the most recent recent Witcher and according to the... And the best. Yeah, and the best. Yes. Um, and I have mentioned Tyranny on this podcast before. Um, it was on sale a little bit ago. It's on sale again. 66% off for $15.29. The last thing that I want to mention is that, so for those of you who don't like playing games on your computer and prefer a console experience, Steam has what's called the Steam Link, which is a console box that sits in your house that connects to your Steam account where you can play games through your television. 95% off. It's $2.50. However, you should probably expect a backlog of people ordering this thing, you know, so don't expect to get it right away. But for $2.50, that's pretty incredible. Down from $49.99. Now, the controllers, you do also have to buy a controller with it, of course. Um, the controllers mm -hmm. are not as, uh, as discounted. Um, they're $33, uh, but that's still a third of what they normally are. So there you go. And also for the PlayStation, their free game of the month next month is Heavy Rain, and they also have Absolver, which I've never played before. Heavy Rain is a really good game. It's a narrative adventure game about a serial killer, and you actually play, I believe, five different characters throughout the story, and you have to figure out which one's the serial killer. But what's really amazing about the game which I love that absolutely love that they did with this is that how you play the game like whatever decision you make changes how the game will be in the end so you really don't know who the serial killer is going to be because if you make certain decisions it can completely change it in a different direction and no matter how many times you play this game you could end up with a different serial killer it could it could be any of the characters in the very end and I thought that was a brilliant take on on the game that does sound cool so you you yeah. play a serial killer so you play five different characters, and you're trying to find out who is the serial killer. But you're playing them all, so you're basically you're trying to find out which one of your own characters is. The oh, person. so it's it's definitely you, but you don't yeah. know which one. 
Mm -hmm. And if you make certain decisions, it changes it. So then you really don't know who it's going to be in the end. You're playing a serial killer like in a good way. (laughs) Isn't there like a board game or card game or something too? Like it's like werewolf or, or mafia boss or something like where... You know, you don't know who you are, and you could be one of those. Yeah, didn't we play that at like PAX Unplugged? Wasn't that one where you closed your eyes? It was a werewolf one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's right, werewolf. And you had to like open, like one person opened their eyes to see who it was, and then close them. Yeah, that's right. That's right. right. That was a good game. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool. Absolver is apparently like a, a melee focused game that has to do with like martial arts. There we go. You can change different martial arts styles and create your own in this game. Oh yeah, I've never played it, but that sounds really cool, and I think even oh TK my would love that game too. Yo, so you should Jade, check it out. Jade Empire. Do you guys ever play that? Yeah, I have Xbox 360. Uh huh. Man, I love that game. Mm-hmm. That was Incredible. like the first martial arts type, you know, Asian style genre game that I really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Like I got through it all. I love that game, but there's there's nothing else else like it. Yeah, it's just it's so well. Maybe sad. this game will be, and it's free. Hmm. You'll have to download it. Thank you. <laughs> and and also, if you know who Northern Lion is, he's a streamer uh, on YouTube. He he does an amazing heavy rain stream. It is so funny. You have to see it. Like that's how I ended up following him, and he became like one of my favorite streamers. So funny. So you should watch that too. We are controlling transmission. And now it's time for What's in the Box, our weekly segment where I ask my co-hosts to look around their mental armories and showcase some of the most fabulous accessories a barbarian could ever hope to love. Everybody ready? I'm ready. Oh, yeah. All right. After snaking your way back down to the path and several more hours of travel, you reach the border of a large forest. The trees sway in unison as an incoming storm sends light waves through the normally temperate canopy. From the mouth of the forest comes the croaking of a thousand frogs. A sign at the mouth of the path says Garrett's Thicket, population one. As the wind picks up, the little sign holding the one rattles back and forth and then falls to the ground. That can't be good. Sensing a change in the weather, you decide it would be wiser to take shelter inside the forest rather than out. So you urge Molly to move faster and into the forest you both go. Aside from the trail, which appears to be well maintained, this forest is hardly touched. The trees are thriving and the undergrowth is dense. As the storm approaches, visible light is at a premium. The trees seem to dance to the music of the distant rolling thunder. The path is clear enough, but twigs and leaves fall all around you, previewing the coming rain. After ten minutes of searching for a decent campsite, you get lucky. You find a small clearing between some trees that will give good shelter from the storm. In addition, there's also a small grotto that would be a perfect place for Molly to ride out the storm. Oh, and there's also a box. Technically, it's an outhouse, to be more precise. (laughs) The rustling of the leaves, the tapping of the first drops of rain, and the croaking of the frogs each take turns for your attention. You hastily set up your tent and lash Molly the Yak to a python in the grotto. Confident that you will both survive the approaching storm, it's time to meet the governor. 
The door to the outhouse is an unexpectedly thick wooden door with an old iron rod for a handle. There's a poorly carved picture of a very small giraffe drilled through the door. <laughs> you peek through the giraffe, but the interior is pitch black. You pull on the rod. Nothing. You put your foot up on the jam and then pull on the rod. Nothing. I am like holding my breath trying not to yeah. say anything. <laughs> pull on my rod. Through your many years as an adventurer, you have met dozens of difficult boxes. You have yet to fail. You perform a maneuver you call the alternating up and downer. Nothing. <laughs> the yerk and jerk. Nothing. Oh, no. The double fister. Nothing. Oh, my oh. goodness. It's getting worse. <laughs> the here's the church, here's the steeple. Nothing. It seems the outhouse door has quietly lost its battle against the passage of time and now remains inextricably jammed. At first, you take this in stride, but the thought of your reputation being aspersed by a woodland latrine drives you into a frenzy. You perform a brand new maneuver that you shall henceforth refer to as the hernia maker. Nothing. Blind with frustration, you scream obscenities into the now incessant rain. Why? This box is clearly mocking you, and you've been jerking it for so long that you are now completely oh, soaked geez. from head to toe. Oh my god. Oh no. You find your tent flap, you find some food, you find your sleeping bag, but you can't find sleep. The frogs of the woods have clearly enjoyed your comedy show and are beseeching you for an encore. From their loges, they tease you without mercy. Why is it a box? 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 No, I love it. You burst forth from your tent, axe in hand. The storm weaves webs of lightning in the sky above your head. As you race hell-bent toward the preservation of your streak, you climb the nearest tree, survey the situation with split-second timing, and send a massive limb crashing down upon the outhouse, smashing it to splinters. Victory! My question for you is this. What's in the box? Box, box. Not like, governor. Let's do this. <laughs> oh my goodness. In my box. You see a squirrel. That's got to be one freaked out squirrel. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Scale of one to ten. How shocked is the expression on his face? Well, he looks pretty mangy. <laughs> uh -huh. And as you look at him, like a little piece of fur just falls off. A rabid, Aww. foaming, mange ridden squirrel. I love it. <laughs> What does he say about his house? <laughs> he doesn't say anything, but as you look at him, he poops out a tiny piece of corn. Ew. Oh. <laughs> I eat the corn. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> he, you become invisible, don't you? So does he become invisible? Make him invisible. <laughs> I am so tired of being the invisible one. <laughs> <laughs> So tired of being. Well, I didn't expect him to eat it. Like <laughs> everyone knows that squirrel corn makes you invisible. That's a thing. That's canon. <laughs> well, nothing happens when you eat it. <laughs> what color is your squirrel? <laughs> well, green. <laughs> now that he's, he's watched his poop be eaten and thou stored up, <laughs> his fur falling out. Yeah, nothing happens to him yet. But you wait six hours from now, it's going to be epic. Uh, it is a brown mangy squirrel. Brown mangy squirrel. All right. <laughs> I got to tell you, I'd take this squirrel as far away from the campsite as <laughs> I could manage. 
All right, Dave, can you beat a pooping squirrel? I don't think so. Give it a shot. Well, I will tell you what the corn does before you disappear. So if you bury the corn, it will grow, uh, the piece of corn, it will actually grow corn stalks within a 10 foot by 10 foot radius. Now, do I have corn stalks growing in my belly? You do. Oh, no. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Alien corn. (laughs) Surprise. (laughs) Well, when you open my box, you find a silver fork. (gasps) It's a dingle hopper. What is a dingle hopper? (laughs) That's from Little Mermaid. Oh, yeah. The Disney movie, she brushes her hair with the fork. (laughs) Absolutely. How many tongs does your fork have? And I would like to remind you that there is a correct answer. Oh, my. Well, mine has three, so I don't know if that's correct or not. That is not correct. A three-tined fork is not a fork. It's a trident. Okay. It's a small silver oh. trident that looks like a fork. Oh. <laughs> I take it for like myself. Th- no, oh. I steal it back. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then I want to, like, smack it up against something to make it see if it makes a sound. Roll for sleight of hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does it make a sound? Yeah, it just goes ding. Oh, like like a ding, like for a long time? No. Okay. Just slapping for, Dave's trident. <laughs> I, just, I wanted to know if it was going to make a sound. No, no special sound. All right, I give Chris the fork. Uh, can I rule the seas with it? No. No, because it's supposed to be a fork until you corrected him. I, <laughs> I, I wave it at the sky uh, just to see if I can make the clouds go away. It doesn't know that it's it's not just a fork. <laughs> I just picture him waving this fork around. I can't even. Be gone, Storm. And then you get electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take the fork, and I'm going to go over to the nearest person eating something and try to eat with the fork. Okay. You eat their food. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I begrudgingly bring back the fork to Chris. <laughs> What is the fork made out of? Uh, you know what? I don't know. It's like some kind of weird, mystical, magical uh, material, but it just looks like a silver fork. But it is magical. Oh, oh well, yeah, just because I told you that, yes, it is. Yeah, you didn't do a check, Riz. Yeah, oh, yeah, right. after your Arcana check. You I roll a 12 on Arcana. Ooh, 12's not too high, but you do mm-hmm. all you know that it is it is some kind of a magical property involved in it, yes. I'm sorry, it turns out I have a plus two modifier. Does that help? Oh, yes, it does. You you know that uh, something could happen if you stab things with it. <gasps> I stab Grizz. Grizz becomes <laughs> edible, and you can now eat Grizz. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> no! I grab my banana, and I run as nom, fast nom, as I can. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> <laughs> my squirrel's coming <laughs> that's actually really that's good amazing. that's actually really good yeah anything you stab with it becomes edible which I guess would be then you're actually edible if, if you're a you know a uh, what do you call that a cannibal cannibal yeah if you're a cannibal then yeah it mm. wouldn't really do oh anything, that's true so. if you were a cannibal and used the fork <laughs> would anything happen no he would just, you would just eat him <laughs> I envision myself more like claymation where all of my pieces are different kinds of fruits and vegetables <laughs> oh, I, I was picturing Gumby at first. <laughs> I <was> like, what? <laughs> I'm Gumby, damn it. When did that happen? Yes, so we have some upcoming events coming up real soon. And uh, I'm going to start us off because last week we uh, we started the Philly Podfest. Yeah, how was it? Uh, it's crazy. I mean, there's so many things. If you like podcasting and you have, you're have you a fan of any local Philly podcast, well, local for us, 
in this area, the uh, Northeast. The empires. Um, yes. Uh, if you're a fan of any of those shows that are in the Philly area, it's a great time to come out and check them out live. Just go meet your favorite podcasters in person and support their shows. Uh, good times to be had. There's so many different places. I, for one, have been running the sound at Tattooed Moms on South Street in Philly, which is an experience within itself. Just Tattooed Moms is a crazy retro like a punk rock kind of grunge bar. Uh, so they have a downstairs. You can even bring kids, though. It's crazy. So <clears throat> do they have coloring books? You can bring your kids in there, and they have pretty decent bar food. Um, Don't eat the cheese They're well-known. <laughs> ah, shh, be quiet. I heard you <laughs> say that last fingers. week, They're too. so good. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. <laughs> no. uh, but let me tell you, I had a burger, because I won't eat the cheese steaks. I had a burger. It was so freaking good. Oh, my God. And they're known for their tater tots. So you can't get tater tots mm. many places. So. Can you get tater tots in your burger? Absolutely. Ooh. They have a yes. wrap. Oh, my so God. Good. That is they bananas. Sriracha cheesesteak wrap with, with the tater tots in it. Oh, it's sick. Oh, Dude, I got to make a tater tot burger happen. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's so good. But anyway, yeah, I'll be there again this weekend running the sound for Saturday and Sunday. A lot of good shows. I know Everything is Awesome will be on there. Um, he, Do you know uh, Nerdy a couple Kev. podcasters that are going you can name? Yeah, just Nerdy Kev. Everything is awesome. Uh, I know mm-hmm. I've been on his show a couple times. He's a great dude. Um, I was thinking about having him on here as well as a guest in cool, the future. Yeah. We have um, Dina. I'm not sure if I say her name right. It's Deanna <coughs> or Dina Marie. Mm-hmm. She's a local Philly. She does the Twisted Tales of Philly. Oh, my God, you'd love that show. It's um, just stuff going on in the Philly area, mm-hmm. uh, or at least the, the tri-state area, most of her stories. Just twisted, like, uh, unresolved crimes and oh, some, really? I would some love ghost, that. ghost stories or something like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Real oh. good stuff. Yeah. So she'll be on. She's one of our closers. She's Sunday night. I think she goes on at 6. And then we have another show that closes out at 7, closes the weekend for us. So. Nice. And then I just found out about a new con that we are going to. Yay. What is it? The Tell us. New Jersey Gamer Con. Yeah. <laughs> July 7th and 8th. Now, what kind of games is New Jersey GamerCon? Tabletop or video or both? This is actually the first time we're going. I yeah. know that they do have a, a large arcade there, and apparently it's open up 24 hours. Ah. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I haven't heard anything about board gaming as of yet. Yeah, yeah. An arcade maybe with pinball? Because that no. I could do for no, 24 hours. Leave. Yeah, it's only 20 bucks to go. I could play pinball for 24 hours, or I could play Arkanoid for 24 hours, but, you know. Arkanoid. Yeah. Oh, it's been forever since I played <laughs> that. That's insane. <laughs> Is that related to the Noid? Do you remember the Noid? Oh, from the pizza place? Yeah, Domino's. Yeah, I have a little figurine of that somewhere. Don't yes. name them. They'll give me a copyright. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they will be happy if you name them, believe me. <laughs> mm-hmm. They'll be like, they remember that? What? Yeah. Thread Raiders are the best. Guys. I used to deliver pizza for... Um, Dunk or Dunkin'. I almost said Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really strange. Pizza Dunkin, Dunkin' Donuts, Donuts. sells pizza. <laughs> donut pizza. Donut flavored pizza. Oh, Thread Raiders. The crust is nuts. made of donuts. Did yeah. you see Dunkin' Donuts has a new French fry? It's Dunkin' Donuts fries, but they're not no. French fries. They're like breadsticks, but they're not breadsticks. They're donuts. I don't understand no, why I, everybody's getting are they fries. Like, like, are like they even dipping? Taco Bell. Do you dip them in like a sugary substance so they are covered in sugar um like a cinnamon uh, sugar but apparently yes you can get a dipping sauce and they are starting that on july the second so wow. they're kind of like cinnamon sticks uh, yes sounds like but it. um picture one of their donuts stretched very long interesting and uh ca tell us about the 
extravagant birthday party we're having. <laughs> <laughs> you make it sound so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so on July 28th, it will be Thread Raiders' one-year birthday extravaganza. Whoop, whoop. Going to be streaming all kinds of games, video games, board games, RPGs, you name it. We got it. That's nice. what we're going to do. Pretty excited about it. And we have the amazing Gen Con coming up quickly, yes. uh, August 2nd through the 5th. Uh, we're going to be showing up on Wednesday evening, hanging out. Uh, Gen Con, yep, uh, I'm going to be running games for Cobalt Press, DMing all weekend long. Um, a lot of fun. And I'm actually going to be putting out a special bonus episode on my Arc City um, we have our Arc City audio drama. I'm going to throw out a little shout out to Gen Con because we're going to talk about doing a interview <coughs> podcast and hopefully CA and myself and my daughter Amara and the writer for Arc City um, can get together. We're going to uh, chat about Arc City. We're going to chat about Thread Raiders. We're going to talk about everything that's going on and what we have in store for the future. Did yes. they pick a date yet? Like when we're going to be able to do that? It's looking like, probably, are you going to be there Wednesday? Yeah, I'll be there Wednesday. It's looking like we're going to try, that'll probably be the easiest, because once the, cause the, jet, the con starts Thursday morning, it's going to get insane. So, yeah. and I know I'm all day and night kind of, so trying mm-hmm. to see if he can get there Wednesday night, maybe we could do that. And I'm looking at, you know, if anybody's around, they can definitely come, uh, but I yeah. want to try to get some questions. So if you guys listen to this podcast, if you have any questions for us about Thread Raiders uh, that you'd like to ask on the show... We will give you a shout out, so make sure you uh, hit us up on Twitter or, or anywhere, find us, and uh, give us a question for the Gen Con conference, and uh, you know have your link to whatever you have, whatever you are. Yes, and then finally, November. November third is our Extra Life fundraiser, where all the proceeds go to Children's Hospital. We will be streaming twenty four hours straight. All kinds of games. There's going to be uh, interactive games as well. RPGs where you can donate money to change the fate of the game. RPGs to change how someone plays a video game. Uh, Maybe a die roll changes. Maybe somebody dies. Who knows? Depends on the (laughs) the donation. I like that. So come on out and, you know, definitely support us. You don't have to wait until November 3rd to make a donation. You can actually do it right now if you want to. Go to the Extra Life website and you don't have to donate just to Thread Raiders. It could be to anyone. There's a lot of groups out there who are really amazing people and it's all for a good cause. So go out and make a donation today. Love it. I have to go shave and get ready for work, so Grizz, take us out. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, we also want to thank Tabletop Loot, our steadfast sponsor. Um, And for those of you who are listening to us on iTunes, um, if you could do us a favor and leave us a little review. It really helps uh, others to find our podcast, and it's a big help. Um, And for those of you who are interested in more Thread Raider madness, you can find us on ThreadRaiders.com. And in the upper right-hand corner, you will find links to our Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Everywhere that we are, you can be there too. 